When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Dungeons and Demogorgons, the officially unofficial podcast for Stranger Things on Netflix. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about the fin- the finale of season three, uh, Battle of Starcourt, chapter eight. Uh, it's all over. I've seen everything that Stranger Things has to offer me so far. It's all over except for the podcasting. And I liked it. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. What'd you think? Uh, I'm trying to think of, I'm, I'm trying to play, oh man, um, I liked it too. Uh, I thought there's so much to talk about. The one thing they did that I was looking to see how is how would they end this thing without L. Mm-hmm. And the, 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 the narrative device of having her run out of battery I thought was interesting because it essentially turned L into a MacGuffin, like like or not a MacGuffin, like as, as something that must be protected rather mm, than the thing yeah. that it kicks all the ass and protects everybody else. Yeah, it's a dreaded been, escort mission in video games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> like e- even at, at, at you know, she's always been like a star quarterback mm. at the very least, and here she was just the football, you know. Yeah. Um, and that made it be a much more. Uh, completely cast-driven effort. Like mm-hmm. every the, the we're all split into like three different groups, which I really like the the code names: the Scoop Troop and the yeah. Griswolds Bald and Eagle. Bald Eagle. Um, everyone kind of had a little role that they had to play. Most characters had kind of a moment to shine. There was a little bit of redemption arc for Billy, but also and ultimately, you know, uh, well, you guys have seen the episode by now. So I guess I thought it. I was if, if I'm grading it by um, how well they subverted the the eleven screaming at something trope by now, then it's really good. And and I think mm-hmm. all the emotional beasts pretty much landed. They also had a brilliant device, which again the Duffer. Here's the here's why I love the Duffer brothers. They really fucking sweat shit in the writing room. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of stuff that happened in this episode would have been very eye-rolly or at very finger-drumming on the table, like uh, Hopper and Joyce just talking about their feelings in this this tense situation. But they had this device that they had to give the kids a head start mm-hmm. so they can get the Cerebro, so they can relay the messages. So there was these natural lulls built in a time where everyone had every narrative reason to like never stop, never consider things. And they had this, this, it's this interesting pacing, and it, it was all explained in the story yeah. so again these guys are like f- masters of plot mm-hmm. uh sometimes they they swing and miss and and, and on some of this cultural reference and stuff and i know i can already tell because last season people were ate up about the amount of um paid product on display the product placement yeah. and i think they went that much further on this year but those are pretty small criticisms uh, there is some. Also, were you surprised at the number of uh, are, are the impactful deaths? Uh, are they? 
Well, okay. There's so we're gonna. <laughs> I, I have a lot of questions. Not even going to pretend to be fooled, are we? <laughs> I, I mean, I can't. Like that yeah. that ending. So for people who didn't sit and watch, maybe maybe pause this right now. Yeah. Uh, go back to like the mid credits point. Yeah. Uh, and check out the sort of like post credit stinger Marvel type thing that they did here. And 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 I, I think that most people knew about this because Netflix is not yeah. shy about hustling you through a credit onto oh, the yeah, next yeah. thing. So anytime it's letting the credits play and there's like audio effects and you know, I, I, you only have to really. It's not even a post credits thing. It's essentially mm-hmm. a fade to black with a couple of credits, and then you know, ten seconds of howling winds, and boom, you're in. You're in the was it Kamchak? Kamchaka. Kamchaka. Yeah. Uh, it's like a game of risk or something. Yeah, uh, and 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 you're continuing the story. So there, there's a big teaser for next, which we'll probably talk about. But yeah, I guess you know Billy de- uh, dying, um, Hopper dying. Uh, regardless of whether that gets undone, um, all the emotional beats were very real to the people, and it was yeah. uh, I-, I felt them too. Yeah, no, so. I, I, and the letter that's left behind is mm-hmm. I I almost question like if season four is the final season, mm-hmm. how they're going to top that letter for the final season because this is almost like a a description of why the show works mm-hmm. so well, like. Hopper talking about, you know, how life changes and, and, you know, people may grow apart or stuff. And, mm-hmm. like, the thing that Stranger Things does so well is evoke that sense of nostalgia mm-hmm. for a different time. So, like, I can't imagine a more perfect speech for the end of this show, and yet we're at least a season away from that. Yeah, I think the way the obvious, and I'll, I'll stake an early season four prediction, the obvious way to, to trump this would be to kill Elle. Uh, you know she's kind of a girl that's not really part of our world i mean i know she literally is human but she has been taken from a very small age and raised as a lab and been a lab experiment and she's got layers of trauma and you know she's also very willing to sacrifice herself for her friends and that Mm -hmm. this one care it's it's, she's the only character that like touches every person every main person's cast's life yeah you know um especially now that she's sort of been adopted by joyce it seems right yeah because yeah. now like the, but but you could also you know you could you could kill Kyle hopper again you could kill joyce uh, and, and i'm again so I, what are you talking about I, and i know that there's going to be some people annoyed at the fact that hopper probably isn't dead mm-hmm. and there, there's probably going to if, if i imagine there's probably takes out there saying that like oh this just undoes this makes everything cheap and it I, I don't know that I agree with that. I agree with that, that that can be done through repetition. But just because so many shows lately have done the, the person dying un, and then they're not dead, I don't think that ruins it for every show. Like every show to me starts off with a clean slate. Mm-hmm. And they can play this trick once every couple years. Mm-hmm. I saw Game of Thrones this season do it five times with five different characters in the space of an hour. Yeah. I've seen The Walking Dead do it two or three times a season. I th- there there's definitely a way where because because it's, it's it's a button that touches your heart and gives you an emotional reaction, mm-hmm. and that button wears out really quick, and it takes a long time to reset. I think the Duffer Brothers are smart enough to understand that, so I'm not really that worried about. Uh, but I f- yeah, I feel like we've spent them all, almost all of our time talking about season four. Uh, and its implications yeah. already. Uh, I mean, that's the natural place for my brain to go after seeing this. Like, oh, what, what are all the questions I yeah. have? Yeah. Uh, what are the Russians doing with a Demogorgon? How does that, like, sure. change the equation, you know? Is there something, is there some connection still to the Upside Down? Yeah. 
all of these questions are running through my head. Yeah. That's like the um, number and we'll also, I, I want to make thing. the case because like we're kind of like hand waving the case for Hopper coming back. I'll, I'll later on we'll actually make that that case clear. Okay. Uh, but I thought that re- despite all that stuff, um, because I when I saw this, when did you start having the feeling that Hopper might come back? Was it like immediate or? It was. I think it was when we saw the explosion, but uh-huh. we didn't see what happened to Hopper. Like anytime that happens, I get very, uh, you know, suspicious yeah. because like when Bob died, mm-hmm. we fucking saw Bob die. Yeah, he There's died. no coming mm-hmm. back from that. But Billy so, like, died. <laughs> yeah, Billy died. Billy died. Yeah, uh, Hopper was a big question mark, and so I immediately get suspicious. Hmm. I was slower. It was the point where he said, "And for your." your old dad's health or well-being please leave the door crack three inches open mm, it's like and the like, duffer brothers are leaving it open yeah yeah and I, and then and, 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 and i i first thought that like oh shit hopper went hop through the portal and i was like, wondering he's gonna yeah, be he like there. he's gonna be like will from season one they're gonna it's gonna next yeah. year is gonna be the quest for dad you know right but it seems like like he'll poke his head through l's wall or something like yeah, yeah. mash his face in through the <laughs> mash, goo yeah, and, and be like you yeah. know um, but I, 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 it does seem like they want you to believe that the Russians gain. But I don't know. Yeah. To me, so so there, there, there could be shit. Should we just go ahead and fucking talk yeah, about let's, this? Yeah, let's talk All about right. it. We're this on is the a question everyone has after this right. episode. So why do people think that Hopper might be? You know, obviously the post credit sequence where it's like the American. Mm-hmm. Um, there's uh, the, the 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 leave the door open or crack for your dad three inches. I also thought it was interesting how when the Terminator came in and said like surveyed the damage in the <laughs> the naked Russian guards, and he said uh, it's the Amer-. he actually said the Americans. Yeah. But the subtitle was translated "The American," which I felt like they did that just to set up the American subtitle at the end. So the Duffer Brothers like drew the connection of like this is Hopper that we're talking about, not just some generic Americans. But let me ask you: Is there any chance that this is a different American? Yes. That this is Mayor this Klein. My, here's my hottest theory. Okay. It's is it Doctor Brenner? Because the the director, the producer oh, Levy, they did talk about they talked about him coming back and how did the Russians get this big of a head start on it? What if they actually? Because here's the thing, that I don't think so anyone I don't think anyone survives that chamber. They they took great pains to show anyone in that chamber. Joyce is outside the chamber; she's fine. Anyone mm-hmm. inside that chamber gets fucking vaporized. Yeah, you saw what happened to the people but, in Hazmat. But the suits. gate was open. I think they're kind of subverting things as they're doing it i think hopper did go through the gate they are gonna have to rescue him from the 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 upside down and brenner is the american that's in the cage yeah it's almost like this weird perverse like oh we have to reopen the gate yeah oh my god we gotta reopen the gate guys yeah and here's the thing like we can save hopper but what will that let through yeah like i said not only um i just don't see not only can hopper not survive that chamber but how the Mm -hmm. fuck would a russian because the, the Marines came through like five minutes later. How the yeah. fuck would the Russians extricate him from the United States getting back to Russia to come come chuck ya? Yeah, in full quarantine. I mean, there were 50 helicopters that roll in. Yeah. This site is quarantined. Yeah. So there's multiple levels of me not willing to believe that Hopper is actually in that cell. Uh, but I think that's what they want you to believe. And yeah. I think all I think I think the clever th- the twist next year is going to be that, yes, Hopper is alive, but he's also not the American. Yeah. No, but that makes anyway, a lot of sense. That's my 15 Figured minutes after we watched it. That's my that's my uh, my thought on the matter. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, uh, I think we put Hopper to bed. Uh, I do think that, like, before we move on, that that final mm-hmm. maybe we can just keep stay stay at the after credit or not the after credits, but the 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 denouement, the climax. Or oh, okay, so three months later. Yeah, three months later, because I actually thought it was beautiful how they weaved his um, letter with the events of everything and everyone. You know, everyone be the the his his letters a real teal, tear jerker, mm-hmm. and then in the context of uh, Eleven reading it after his death. Um, and then you see all the pastiches of everyone saying goodbye because these are all the kids saying goodbye to each other. These are, you know, Nancy and, and Jonathan saying goodbye. Um, and the way he punctuated, you know, life can, can make you sad and it can make you angry, but it also has surprises and it has the kids um, uh, giving the D&D source material to Erica because I think she's going to be a much bigger part of the, you know, yeah. her and maybe her friends would be a, a, an interesting B, B team for next season. Oh, yeah. That stuff just really worked. Um, I, I liked, uh, you know, L and Mike with the the I the the I love you. Um, mm-hmm. I like Nancy and and Jonathan. Kind of like I, I don't know what the deal with Jonathan is because Jonathan doesn't have to move out with his mom. Yeah, I mean, he could try and find a job. Yeah, he could try and stay in Hawkins. Even though, like, they did a good job of showing the malls kind of devastating the local economy. Although the mall's gone, the mall's now. gone. That's yeah. true. That's true. Maybe uh, John can get a uh, Jonathan can get a uh, a job in the reconstruction because there's a pair, apparently just probably just a giant crater where the mall should have been. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, we know that you know his family is very poor. If he doesn't have a decent paying job, he probably wouldn't be able to live on his own in Hawkins. Right. I think. I think. You know, maybe it makes sense. Yeah. Just with his background. Um, I, I am questioning, like, this sort of raises the problem of how will they bring them back together next season? Mm. How are they going to bring everybody back? The quest for dad. Yeah. The, but search, like, the search for hop. So I feel like it's a little <laughs> anticlimactic uh-huh. or or a little too easy to bring everybody back together by just, you know, getting on Cerebro and saying, hey, guys, uh, Hopper's missing. Right. We, we know we think we know where he is. Let's go find him. Everybody gets in the fucking station wagon and it happens. Sure, they're gonna. It's gonna be more convoluted, and I'm looking forward to seeing how they pull that off. Yeah, I I am too. I I really liked Will asserting that uh, he has no plans to join another group. That was a real, you know, like a, a, a tearjerker. Yeah, um, you know, it's like, nah, you guys are my party, and uh, uh, I don't know. Will it might be healthy to try mm. wherever you're going to form another friend circle and and uh, right. You know, you can be friends with both. You can actually have two campaigns running at once. But uh, you do you, buddy. Uh, it was it was a good moment. Um, and then huge questions around Elle's powers. Like, are yeah. they going to come back? You know, the fact that three months later her battery mm-hmm. is still so weak that she can't pull a teddy bear off the shelf. Uh, I mean, I like it because. I, like I said, I was really worried through the midpoint of the season that this was just going to come back because every time that they had to fight anything from the upside down, yeah. L was there with outstretched arms and screams to mm-hmm. to beat it back. Um, so they needed some kind of mechanic like this. And if, I was actually shocked that they're not even showing that um, that there's any sign of it recharging. Like yeah. it's not getting it, it's it's not getting any better. I wonder if they're going to connect the two. Like, is it possible that L? Uh, on a subconscious reflex, protected Hopper and used up all the remaining to like you know shield him or like push him through the Shoving dimension through. or something. 
I don't know. I'd have to see how the scenes line up. Because now that I'm thinking of my own awesome theory, uh, I'm starting to poke <laughs> holes in it. Like, what? why would the upside down keep him for three months? The Russians would keep him for three months for whatever geopolitical reasons they have. But why the fuck would the upside down keep him alive for three months? I don't know. I mean, it seemed to be the case that, like, Will could sort of hide from things you mm. know he was in castle buyers kind of hiding out but that's over a course of days like yeah. we're talking about like you, it's a gonna, long damn time to hide. Like, like is he going to go native like the next time they show him he's going to have like bits of demigorgon strapped to him like armor and he's gonna i don't like what do you drink and eat in yeah. the upside down it's like, like when rick and morty go visit their cronenberg fan in, in the cronenberg planet and they're all like you know living these savage adapted <laughs> lives right. I, I wonder if he's going to be like that he could be. Or he's going to be like Robin Williams popping out of Jumanji. He's just completely gone gone uh, upside down native. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, and we, anything- we also got Dr. Paul Reiser back. I, I predicted he was coming back based on that phone call. They, it got, him, they got him back for a night of shooting. Yeah. yeah. And he gave be- it a very ominous look at the 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 portal wound. I don't know what to call it. Yeah, th- I'm thinking that could be the thing that brings them back together. Like, they're all, like, you know, oh. next year, they're all living their lives and everything, and, and he's the one that gives the phone calls. Like, you know, I've been looking, I've been, this is, this, I've been turning this question over my mind, I'm seeing spikes in these energy readings, it can only mean one, th- this, a spike this big can only mean one thing, Fat Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I, I, I could see that being, a, being the key to, to the yeah. thing. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We're getting geared up for the 6th Annual Summer Badass Fest. And while we're working on a slate of apex badass films to enjoy, we've got an early action-packed announcement to make. Just like last year, we're kicking off Badass Season with a live movie watch and podcast recording. We've rented out a theater for connoisseurs of action films and bald move fans that just want to have a great time. Unlike last year, this year's movie is top secret. Hush, hush. No hints... Except, it's incredibly badass. It stars an absolute icon of the genre. We're willing to bet most of you haven't seen it, and it's going to be an incredible viewing experience with a packed house of bald movers. Those of you who came to last year's screening of Total Recall know what a party it was. And those of you who didn't, (laughs) now's your chance to experience it. Meet me and Jim. Order some custom movie-themed drinks at the theater's full bar. Then watch us record the full podcast for the movie. We reserved a venue over twice the size as last year, but seating is still limited. It's happening Friday, 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 June 21st at 7 p.m. in our hometown of Cincinnati. Get full details and buy tickets at baldmove.com slash live. Cincinnati's actually a pretty great city to visit, and we've got lots of details for side adventures on our event page as well. The Reds are playing the Boston Red Sox in their fantastic Riverside Stadium. The thrills of Kings Island just minutes away, and I'll be leading a kayak trip down the scenic Little Miami River on Saturday. 
Again, get full details and get your tickets now on our Badass Fest 6 page at baldmove.com slash live live. Um, one comp- minor complaint I had, um, I don't understand how turning the keys, like, stopped everything. Like, I know that they made the, they showed, okay, I mean, maybe they don't have to explain, it's just science fiction magic. I'm just a little bit more accustomed to them having the science teacher come and give some bullshit pseudoscience yeah. explanation for why it's happening. But they showed in the very beginning of the season, the Russians turning the thing off because it went all fucko and then everything exploded. And then they did uh, where Hopper blew up his car through a mess, mess that I also don't understand. Mm-hmm. And then they just kind of relied on that for Alexi to be like, oh yeah, it's the same deal. You just turn off the key. It goes boom. Um, I mean, that's how they, that it's like, like it's, it's like, Luke Skywalker, without the the briefing by General Dodonna about why the Death Star blew, if he just like imagine how silly it would be if he just went up to the Death Star, shot a torpedo in a small hole, and the thing blew up. Yeah, it's like the fuck, and that's kind of where I'm at. I needed General Dodonna to come and say, well, actually, this is a weakness in the subspace and time and the Russian key technology. I I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It I mean, m- it might make sense on a second watch. It, it made Maybe sense. It, it, it was it was clear in the narrative. It just didn't didn't feel grounded to any kind of real world principle or whatever. And again, yeah. this is a very fantastic universe and world. I don't know that I need it. I just kind of was expecting it. I mean, it's super fantastic. I really really love the Battle of Starcourt. I think the fireworks uh, over the head of this mind flare in this atrium of the the mall is looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never quite seen anything like it before. <laughs> this hideous shit monster thrashing in the middle of this giant physical set with yeah. with fireworks going off everywhere. And I, I can imagine, like, what the hell is it like to be in that room? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Even just setting off fireworks in a mall would be intense. Yeah. And now... Well, I thought it was funny that... The- <laughs> <laughs> that uh, Eleven and Billy had their quiet little moment in the middle of all this. Like mm-hmm. she's she's telepathic. Just have her do this in the mindscape, so I don't have to pretend that you that she can be heard over the massive fireworks going off inside this building, right? All the time. And, and I felt like it was a little. I, I I sort of thought it was a little unearned this turn of Billy. Uh, I I don't think they did quite enough for me to believe that she could break through to him in that moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was maybe the weakest part of the episode for me, but ultimately it wasn't a huge problem. Yeah, uh, I I really love Susie. Uh, oh. we get to finally find out if Susie is real. In fact, she is real. Uh-huh. Uh, I I cannot verify. I can certainly verify how intelligent she is. Mm-hmm. She knows Plank's constant right off the top of her head. Uh, a couple hoops to jump through, which was pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, Dustin being sort of ribbed by his friends afterwards, singing this Never Ending Story song. Uh, I really like that stuff. It yeah. was it was Chekhov Susie. Yeah. Um, and it's that's I can also see. I, I imagine there could be some people mad that like the extravagant waste of time to sing that entire duet while things were fucking grim. But like, even but she in doesn't uni- know how that's grim the they thing, are. Like, 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 I actually think Dustin's mature because uh, an asshole would be like, "You don't fucking understand." It's got to be, and he just like, you know what? The literal fastest way mm-hmm. through this problem is to sing her the goddamn song and get my plank constant. Yeah, and 
oh, how I wish so many other characters in dramatic series had that kind of just like cut through it. And also it, it, the result was sublime Mm -hmm. like seeing everyone's reaction like hopper wearing like i think his was the best like like he's in that russian uniform he's like what the fuck (laughs) it it was it was it was funny it also felt like it actually is kind of the best way to handle the situation Mm -hmm. and it provided Uh, a soundtrack for the scene i yeah i don't know i really loved it unfortunately i wish i wish their love song was like a 30 second tv ditty instead Mm -hmm. of like a full three minute fucking movie theme because it's entirely possible that Hopper would never had to been blown up if you know this happened True. two and a half minutes faster because <laughs> the Russian guy doesn't get there. They just turn the key. They read everything's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? Or I mean, tons of shit. Uh, okay. I I'm glad that they let because I also think this season they haven't really given they they weren't doing much with the fact that Billy is Max's brother Mm -hmm. and she has complicated feelings about him but also she's you know they've they've grown up and they have their shared history and whatnot um and i'm glad that they gave her little bits of pieces here and there like this episode like you know when when nancy's loading her gun she's like you're gonna kill him aren't you Mm -hmm. and you know they had to at least address it i thought that was great um billy billy got the kind of tentacle action that is usually reserved for hentai yeah (laughs) yeah he got it good yeah he got he got septa penetrated (laughs) Uh, it was brutal and um but that was the distraction they needed right just long enough and i could also see like i guess i can see a lot of like if if this season wasn't working i get i have no i have no feel for what it is but if you got to this part of the season it wasn't working i don't think anything in this episode won you back because I could easily see myself being on the other side of the Susie never ending song. I could see myself mm-hmm. being on like the fact that they took the like why when why when the the mind flayer was so close to his goal did he take the time to just completely dismantle Billy? Mm-hmm. You know, which is also a p- part of himself that rebelled. Like why would you know every other time in a season like when something like that happens, the mind flayer just literally backhands it, which is already kind of a problem. But Billy, they they set Billy up as something special, right? He was the only one not to murder yeah, with you're the mind right. flayer. He had. The first connection with the mind flare. I'm not sure why, but but yeah, they, I don't know, they, but it helps in that moment. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Okay, maybe I can see like Billy is different. This is like a house divided. This is like a civil war moment yeah. kind of going on psychically. Like a bigger maybe. betrayal than if someone had just hit him with a pipe or something. But you know, I mean, if a person is on the other side of that and it's not working, I can see them being like, "Oh yeah. Jesus, how fucking convenient that this is happening." And um, but and I'll no. admit to sort of giving them allowances here like, yeah 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 like giving and, them a little leeway and i think also billy they've showed that he's super strong so i think he could resist it for like a moment mm-hmm. um so and that- it helps that it's it it takes place in the era that it takes place right because a lot of movies in the 80s are shitty with their plot and they're cheesy and mm-hmm. these moments sort of happen because Thank they you for want saying them to that. happen because as someone who's gone back recently and watched a bunch of 80s movies they don't hold up as much as you like like no. it's I think it's crazy how much, especially action-based storytelling, has come mm-hmm. along in the last 20, 30 years. And it's probably yeah. accelerating now that we've got, you know, uh, the, the the golden age of television and um, uh, the fact that we kind of judge our comic book movies on the same standard as any other thing. Like, yeah, just because you're science fiction doesn't mean shit can't make sense anymore. Yeah. So I, I, I think it is okay to have it be slightly silly because that's as much as homage to the 80s as anything else is. Sure. Um, man... L's or this this the surgery scene on L. Oh, that's disgusting. Yeah. 
It's hard to watch. Through a, when in, Jonathan in a, in shoves a his hand in. full of shit that's hard to watch, it was so yeah. hard to watch. Because, like, you got, was it Jonathan doing it? Mm-hmm. His inept attempts to, to, like, fucking, it reminded me of, have you seen Talladega Nights? No. <laughs> Where, uh, I can't remember which of the characters gets a steak knife cut into his bone, or, like, stuck in his leg, and it goes into the bone, and then at one point uh. you're like, oh, we need to get two more knives in there and wedge it out. It's like, <laughs> it's kind of like, are what the, and then Elle finally just rips it out of herself. But, yeah, the body horror, they were not joking when yeah. they said this is going to be the grossest, this most disgusting uh, season of, of uh, Stranger Things. Yeah, and they did get a The Thing reference in there you know an overt one they got a couple of overt references fast times yeah uh the thing with you know lucas's comparison yeah comparing it to new coke yeah uh which is a damning damning uh comparison for the thing i don't know i drank a new coke just the other day on this very podcast and it wasn't bad i actually liked it better than right yeah yeah so i that that makes sense because they that's that's the legend is they designed it to be more like pepsi i tried it too and i felt the same way It, it wasn't you didn't like it because you like Coke. Yeah, and the thing right. is, is, I don't understand why they ever tried to do that. Like, it seems like naturally you should have new Coke and old Coke, and you should just roll it out as a new flavor profile. Like, this is new yeah. Coke, and you still, like, why? I think no one would cared, and mm-hmm. they'd probably been better received that they hadn't removed. I mean, this goes, you, we, we could do a podcast on a conspiracy theory about the marketing campaign of new Coke. But it seems insane to me that you just change your product like that instead of just having both be available side by side. And then you get to test which one actually yeah. is preferred in the right. actual market. Sure. You you can slowly phase one out if you see the... Yeah. The Imagine how much people would hate Cherry Coke. Like, cherry Coke, very popular. But I if they had made Cherry Coke, Coke the only Coke flavor you could get, people would have fucking hated it. Yeah. So I, I don't know why that's so and hard to And now they have 52 out, flavors on the market. And they all and nobody, sit... Yeah, no yeah. one bats an eye. Yeah. Um, I really like Murray being the chatty Kathy with all the Russians. Oh, I'm trying good. to talk. Yeah. I, I think it's more of like he's desperately trying to keep Hopper from killing all these guys. Uh-huh. Um, that, but also I think I think they took Murray to the other side this episode, right? Like, because he's all like, "Oh, Russian conspiracy theorist, right?" And, Enemy I, of the and, state. and he always had like this hint of maybe he could like this is stereotypical, but yeah. that's what this show is doing. <laughs> Uh, you know, he's swigging vodka at every opportunity right. he gets, right? Pounding vodka. Oh, of course he'd be he'd get along with a Russian who loves Stoliknaya or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh I felt like they were taking him to the other side, to to the commie side, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think they did that pretty effectively. Uh I also liked like right after that scene when they're kind of like having an argument and they're walking up the back, you see all the like bloody bullet holes in the back of their uniform. It's like Stranger Things is good at that, where it's like they're having a lighthearted moment of like Hopper, Joyce, and Murray, you know, going back and forth, going at each other, and then they just walk and you, but but you, it's it's a lighthearted moment, but like oh god, they're wearing a bunch of dead man's uniforms. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Um, I liked Joyce imitating Hopper. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, that that was that that That's real good. I I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall when they're filming that because I imagine Winona had a lot of, of fun with that material. Mm-hmm. Um, did it strike you how much the mall scenes and cabin scenes in retrospect had a lot of trimmers into them? Uh, the tri- like every single time they, like the, the movie trimmers. Yeah, every single time the mind flayer sent those graboids in there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this looks and feels exactly like you know. Uh, them yeah. hiding out in that little general store and trying to stay silent and quiet. I, I, I thought that there's a little bit of uh, influence in there. 
I was tickled to see Lucas save the day with the wrist, his wrist rocket, not once, but twice this season. Mm-hmm. One, I forgot to commentate when, or I forgot to comment on when he's the one that put Billy down yeah. uh, with a stone to the head, but he also provided a crucial distraction to buy the team a little bit more time this season. I thought that was really great. Um, a lot of last minute saves, I thought, or that, that, I'm surprised that the show got away with, but didn't bother me at all. Like Hopper, I thought it was epic how Hopper came in after L removed the thing from her and just stepped on it. That was his introduction to oh, the scene. Yeah. I loved uh, uh, Steve flying and the Todd father to T Bone Billy and save the day there because like Nancy committed. Yeah, she wasn't getting out of the way. She was holding her ground like a mama bear. Like I'm mm-hmm. going to take you out, or I'm going to be ran over. And uh, Steve saved the day. I thought that was great. Yeah, he finally beat Billy. Um, yeah, yeah, he finally <laughs> beat beat the shit out of Billy. Uh, he won that. Um, uh, I and then there's the stuff at the end um, with Steve and Robin going to the the video store, which I guess is this this guy behind the counter runs both the arcade and the video store. Yeah, I or I, my my pet theory is the arcade went out of business when the mall opened up because it has a brand new arcade. So now he's just going on to the next grift. So the arcade is right next door. I don't recall if people were like going in and out of it, hmm. but like when they pull up, you can see the arcade is in the same building. It's attached to this video store, which Family Video is. Oh shit! Really? Like an actual. Chain. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Then yes, I I hundred percent. But but the thing is, is he's is he he doesn't own it. He's like a man. No, yeah. So yeah, no that that it. would make sense to the arcade guy. Likes the the way he rules the arcade with the iron fist, and he wants a mo- he wants he wants this guy. You know, charging those rewind fees. Yeah, he wants them ruthlessly. You know, uh, 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 putting those uh, overdue fees on. I knew Steve was done as soon as he said the one with the teddy bears. <laughs> yeah, like he <laughs> had a hope so of Star Wars. He didn't recognize uh-huh. a new hope, but the one with the teddy bears. Yeah, that's uh, that. And his description of um, Back to the Future was delightful mm-hmm. as well. But uh, it's, it's so very funny. much the exact opposite of how he described it. Yeah, but it's so funny because Robin's going to bat for him, and he's at the end. He's like, "What? What do you get? What, what? What do you get out of this?" And she's like, "Oh, we're just best friends," which is true. Mm-hmm. But also, Steve bringing in the girls not a bad not yeah. a bad deal for her either. Yeah. Uh, so that that was pretty delightful. Like, uh, is Tammy not around anymore? What's happening with Tammy? Who's Come Tammy? On. Or ta- t- uh, the girl that used to stare at Steve in class? That oh, she right. was. Uh, jealous of yeah well i mean you know she find anyone that would be that in love with steve she thought was just a fundamentally silly person yeah so uh i'm excited I s- <laughs> it, it'd be funny if tammy was actually staring i don't know if tammy's her name staring at steve because another girl was staring at steve and then <laughs> you got a whole chain of-, of girls staring at steve during class yeah it's just a line of sight issue <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Um, I, I'm in kind of excited because there's an interesting family dynamic. We, we had, uh, you know, Elle who grew up with a, well, I guess she had a father figure, but he was a very abusive, weird father figure. Mm-hmm. And then she had, um, uh, Hopper who was maybe a little protective and controlling, but under the circumstances, you kind of understand it. I'm interested to see how she does with a new family dynamic with Joyce being her mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really interested to see how her and Will go as brother and sister. Yeah. Because he, I think, isn't Will been one of the ones that's always been the most impatient about, like, Mike being Twitter-pated with Elle? And mm-hmm. um, I, I think it'll be interesting to see them kind of uh, bonding on that level. And Yeah, uh, I, and I don't feel like they really know each other all that well. Like, Will was sidelined so right. much in the previous two seasons sure. that I don't, 
I'm wondering if they'll show some kind of development of their relationship. Right. I mean, we know season. that presumably in the off season that the uh, both L and uh, Max joined the campaign loosely. That they're the, you know that's just so it would be interesting to see, and especially now that they're going to be completely unearned because I imagine Jonathan's going to be out of the picture. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be like Will and L, and you know all the Hawking kids are still in Hawkins. That was another kind of poignant win the moving van is actually blowing past the like now leaving Hawkins, please come again. Yeah. It, it's, I mean, this show knows what it is. It's an, it, it works. Absolutely. It, it, it works on, well, it's got excellent plotting. It's got really great characters, but the heart that really makes it go is the nostalgia fuel. That's what makes it yeah. special mm-hmm. um, above everything else. I don't know that I have much more to say. No, I'm let's good. talk about, okay. Cause we kind of promised this. How do you feel about the season as a whole? And how do you feel as a comparison to seasons one and two? Uh, I think overall, season three was good. Um, I actually... Huh. It's interesting because I think season two, for the most part, might be slightly better. Uh, but they had like a big misstep, in my opinion, in yeah. season two. The, the stuff in Chicago did not work for me eight being a thing like could have been cool but they they broke with you know the action to try and do this this side story and it Mm -hmm. just didn't work for me um but everything else was was really good here i felt a little sort of off put by the changes of hopper in the early going i think he came around eventually um to more of the hopper that i remember so that was a little off in season three, I'm, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not far enough removed yet to really like have a fully formed opinion, but I think season three, I mean, it's definitely not better than season one, but well, it's possibly better than season two. That's honestly where I keep coming back to because season one was so unexpected and so amazing and so kind of like re- not revolutionary, but just something like I've never seen before. And it was also pitched right at my childhood, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's the first time that uh, that I can recall being pandered to that hard. Yeah. Um, as an, like an adult kind of nostalgic about the past. Uh, and I think season, I think I like season three better than season two as well. Um, but I don't know why. And it's not like saying season two is trash. Cause I honestly didn't even have the problem with the new mutants part. Like I, that, I I that that didn't bother me at all. I actually liked it. I liked the larger world. I was actually kind of hoping to see her sister maybe show up. I was thinking maybe that would be yeah. the explanation for her being low on battery. That like, but I, I, I was like, I don't, you know, for that everyone's going to hate that, and Jim's going to quit the show if that happens. But like, if she just showed up at the mall because she sensed her sister's distress or something, I don't know. Mm. I I. I I think it's better because the, the and as as good shows go on, they usually get better because the characters you get to know them and they can that means they can hang more stuff on them and that yeah. means everything means more and they're more interrelated. So you've got that, but like Stranger Things also is a very special kind of event thing too. So you've got like the uniqueness of it versus the fact that it's getting seasoned and getting better. And I don't know, I don't know how so I'd from, score it from what I've heard you say. Yeah, season two was sort of a repeat. In that, you know, you had the basic formula. Let's right. get all the people together. Let's sort of separate them into groups and send them off on this mission. And then L will scream it's, and point it's her the fingers. It's the Return of the Jedi the to Star Wars is a New Hope. This had a little more um, 
a, a little more interesting of a plot, mm-hmm. especially in the resolution portion of right. it. Right. Uh, they so, had, they, and they, I really appreciate the hustle of them trying to find something for everyone to do. Yeah. That was not just busy work, but, but, impactful and had good reasons like why the kids had to be at cerebro and why they had to have a team down here and why they had a team it's like it all it all made it all made pretty logical sense i think the only thing that bothers me about this season is some of the indulgences like they have they have scenes in there that i feel were only in there to have artificial feeling moments like Mm -hmm. Moments where Dustin should be very, very concerned about the mission in front of him. And in all other cases is, in this one case, he wants to explain to Erica why she's a nerd. Mm. Uh, Hopper felt a little weird, but like there were a couple of scenes there where I'm like, they kind of just got a little too cute with this. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I feel like that's both, that's a consequence of the exact thing you said, where we get more familiar with the characters and we kind of want to hang things on them. And maybe there's a time and a place for that. And we also need to integrate these new characters, but we only cover this period of time when shit's real. So you can't yeah. just have like Eric and Dustin hanging out, you know? Right. What would possibly bring them together? Right. Uh, right. Yeah. So it's it's moments like that which make me go. Mm. But overall, I really enjoyed the season. I guess I would score it like one three two, but very very close together. Like I, yeah. I, I think uh, because I just I, they're they're all of a piece, and they every season has, except for maybe the first season, something that's a bit of a problem. But mm-hmm. they're all just yeah superior television, and they just feel good to watch. They're really fun. They're funny. Uh, this they also can make you really sad and poignant. Um, that's another thing that the show does really well. But what about Bob? What about Bob? Scoring season two is so low. Oh, and Bob, poor Bob. I mean, it's not. It's just the. It's just the quote unquote worst season. It's not a bad season. It's just the I one know. I like the least, or it's my least favorite. I. Yeah. I am. I am very glad that they. It seems like they're going to want to wrap it up after season four because I do think they can very easily because like. That's another creaky thing at the end, the whole like current affairs where like Hawkins, is it a cursed town? Is it a result of demon possessed Dungeons and Dragons players? Is it this? Is it like you can't do this to Hawkins many more times before this just becomes a fucking joke? Well, I love it. It's almost like a an eerie Indiana kind of thing. You right. That which show? was a which was a like like a, a comedy. Yeah. 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 It, I, it's you know, it is cute. So if they but want to take also... Stranger Things and a Perfect Strangers, then yeah, they, let's let's have ten seasons of. It. But and the other thing is no, that they, but yeah, they need to end it in the next couple of seasons at least. Because what I'd love to see is them go out on top on season four. They yeah. get Hopper back, and then what I really want to see is about ten to fifteen years from now, a movie. I, I, I want to see them get back together. I want to see the, the the Mind Flayers got one last plan. The the kids get the same cast, uh, regardless mm-hmm. of how famous they are, regardless of how coked up they are. Which ones hit the skids? Maybe one of them's died. Uh, <laughs> no. you, you you come up with some. The Duffer Brothers come up with some oh, story no. reasons to bring all the cast back, and it's just it. It's just it. That what's the ultimate. You know, the ultimate tribute to Stephen King is to do volume two, like, you know, part two of it. So where oh, yeah. the I kids mean, have to come back and shut the gate again. Like cyclical nostalgia at its best. Like the we talk about this every once in a while with this show where this is the most nostalgic show for like my generation, your generation. It's also going to become a very nostalgic show for your child's generation. My right? son's because ate he's up watching with it show. and loving it. So 20 years from now, yeah. he's going to be 30. Yeah. And 
if they did some kind of reunion, if they did some like Stranger Things five or whatever, the, yeah, people would eat that up. I think things set in the two thousand. They show it to and their now kids. It's, it's and his nostalgic. Later, it's, his his child is nostalgic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they could they could even take that too far because like if all of the kids had kids of their own, and then you just literally recreate Hopper and like I, I would like Stranger Things adult version to be. Maybe a little nut and much more adult, and because the, the thing is, like, yeah, the thing that Stranger Things doesn't do, which is kind of unrealistic, is none of these kids ever get traumatized. Like maybe L, but even L's like yeah. losing that haunted quality very quickly from from what you would expect a child that was raised in the environment that she was. Like, mm-hmm. and I, I in an, an adult Stranger Things, I think it would be interesting to see like what are the effects of growing up after you've had these experiences because I bet. Uh, it's cha- I bet they'd be challenging to say the least. Yeah, I mean the closest they've gotten so far is Will in season two, I think. Yeah, you know he's but but he was also possessed by the mind flayer. So, right. right, and even then, like the, the, this season, he didn't it didn't really bother him. Like yeah. it did, like you know when he first felt that almost gave him a superpower. <laughs> yeah, it's like he, he's got Spidey sense, right? Or a Peter, Peter Tingle. Tingle. <laughs> um, what else do we want to talk about? I think I'm good. I mean, we got another whole episode that we can do next. Not whole episode of Stranger Things uh, episode of podcast where we come back next week mm-hmm. to uh, consider your feedback, uh, see what the rest of the world thought about Stranger Things and talk about more, develop some of these uh, crazy hopper theories and see. Because I imagine the Internet's got the refined version oh, of yeah. this theory that's got all the different references and like, well, because of this uh, subtle lighting change and this uh, on Hopper face and it, that corresponds to season one when L was in the tank. And I, I can't wait to see that. We'll be back this time next week to do that wrap up. And if you want to get in on it, it's easy. Uh, email to stranger things at baldmove.com for a chance to be considered uh, on our wrap up podcast. Also, there are forum threads to dis- the, uh, on forums.baldmove.com to discuss this with your fellow fans. Um, to pimp some other things we're doing. Yeah. Uh, if you write tonight, I am recording a Legion podcast. If you want to, that's another great trippy science fiction uh, type show involving telepathic mutants uh, that airs on FX, and I'll be doing that with Jason over on Podcastica and Rima Rima uh, on uh, over on the Podcastica network. It's a joint Bald Move Podcastica effort. We post in both places. Yada yada. That comes out tonight, and then uh, Cecily and I are starting our coverage of uh, Hulu's Harlots season three. Uh, it debuts or it, it, the, the the premiere episode of season three comes out Wednesday tomorrow and we'll be talking about it on Bald Move TV episode this week and we'll be doing that for each each episode that it releases um, uh, my girlfriend's got something going on and then what? Wait, before we get to that, one oh. other thing is we don't have a bald movie this week but we right. do have a bald movie next week we're seeing The Lion King Disney for whatever reason decided they're going to burn through all their properties in like a year they're going yeah, why not they're going the red giant instead of the white dwarf path on this. Disney's got a catalog that is deep and wide. And if every one of them can make a billion dollars, mm-hmm. why not? Why not run those into the ground? Yeah. Okay. So then they can go buy CBS and, and right. you know, whatever other streaming platform they need to complete their empire. And we'll all, I don't know, end up in the ashes of Disney's kingdom. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my girlfriend's got a. She's doing this thing, pin y dot com, where she's making enamel pins, uh, and there some of them are pop culture related. Some of them she just likes. She did a Stranger Things one. It's pretty cool. It's uh, one of those fonts where if you look at it right side up, it says one thing. If you flip it over, and uh, it says another thing. So, you know, that's pretty fitting for the upside down. I thought it says Stranger. Uh, when you look at it one way, you flip it over, and it says things. 
uh, the other way. And you can get those at pin-y.com. They are no longer a pre-order now. They actually came in yesterday, so she'll be shipping those ASAP. Sounds great. Um, and as always, you can follow us on every relevant social media at Bald Move. If you did like our coverage of this season, uh, we have a club, a club.baldmove.com, where you can sign up to get expanded features and, and bonus audio and video content. Check that out. We'd appreciate it. And uh, if there's nothing else, we will see you next week at the Wrap Up Podcast. And until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. See ya.